Another shootout, but this time the Wild come up on the wrong end as they lose 2-1 to one to the Florida Panthers. We pre- uh, recap the game tonight on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild come up short 2-1 to one in a shootout against the Florida Panthers and drop now to 1-1-1 one, one, and one in their seven-game homestand. We're breaking down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, this was an exciting game, much like Saturday's game. Unfortunately, the Wild come up in the wrong end in this one and uh, a physical game, to say the least, between these two teams who both needed both, uh, both points tonight. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's always really interesting to see how you evaluate wins and losses in a shootout because it's kind of a gimmick. But I think for Wild fans that are knowledgeable, most of these guys are hockey fans. You, you look at the uh, the way the Wild are playing, the way they're competing, getting back to being a team that plays defense first. Yes, they've got to figure out a way to score more goals, but they had some great chances tonight. I thought both goalies in this game were the story. They both made incredible saves. I think the power plays, Panthers were 0 for 7, the Wild were 0 for 5. That's part of the story. But I like the way this team is trending right now. And if you're going to play some of the league's best teams and they're going to be desperate games like this, playing good defense and getting good goaltending is a recipe for success if you look at the big picture. Well, and I think we've seen, and it was interesting, it was pointed out in the broadcast that it seemed like maybe earlier in the season when this team would fall behind – you start to panic about, well, where is that equalizer goal going to come from? And it seems like there's been a shift to, we just need to keep playing and trust that that goal is going to come. And against New Jersey, it did. Uh, the Wild got the tying goal from Kirill Kaprizov tonight. And so maybe just a shift in mentality has helped uh, kind of get some of those even strength goals when they fall behind. And Dean Everson has talked about the evolution of this year's team. He says every year you're a different team. And clearly with Kevin Fiala not here, you know, the Wild were able to outscore some teams last year. And I think for the first part of this season, they thought they could do that again. And it's just not the case. And so they've evolved into a team that plays a gritty game. They still have speed. They still have skill. They'll get their chances. But the chances now have to come from really good, solid, hard work without the puck. And when you've got a player like Kaprizov, It really is just a matter of time. If you do the job of taking care of the puck, when he's out there, sooner or later, he's going to do something special. You saw it tonight. I think the Wild just have to get back now to finding a way to scoring when they get chances. I thought Matt Boldy tonight worked his tail off, but unfortunately his three best chances missed the target. And that's something he's maybe, you know, again, these guys are pressing it a little bit, Seth. We've talked about this on on our show here that when pucks aren't going in, everybody grips that stick a little tight and tries to be perfect. Matt Boldy's got an awesome shot. Just get that sucker on net, and you're going to be okay. Kevin, we saw some uh, new-look lines for the Wilds um, on Saturday. Continued those here tonight, and i got to say, um, he's one of my favorite players on this team already, but Brandon Duhame getting a chance to go with Jewel Erickson Eck and Matt Boldy. That line has been ferocious the last two games, and it just it's a line that works really hard. Those three guys all do it. And they have had some great looks the last couple of games. It just feels like they are very due, even though they just started playing together. They're very due for a goal. 
I love what Brandon Duhame brings to that line. I mean, his intensity, his speed, his physical play, I think it meshes really, really well with, with Matt Boldy. And I hope they keep them together for a while. Let them kind of continue to build because you're absolutely right. That you can see that things are coming together. It's only been a couple of games, but you know, you know, back to what I said about Matt Boldy. When you got a guy like Brandon Duhame and a guy like Drew Erickson act that just grind and grind and grind, you have a goal scorer there that's capable of 30 plus goals every season. He's going to get chances and they're going to start to go in. They're not going in right now, but mark my words, if they keep playing the way they're playing, Matt Boldy is going to have a stretch where he catches fire. You know, with the lack of goals being scored, you look at the defense and you, you keyed in on it in that this team needs to play and has played better defense this year. And that comes from your leaders on defense, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen. Jake Middleton was mm. just a monster on the penalty kill tonight. And it has been, and not to say the other three guys haven't, but it's been fun to watch those three guys really take the lead on how this team should play defensively. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch them. I know it was a rare kind of off night penalty-wise for Brodeen. But it's just so fun to watch those three guys really key in and dig in defensively against the best in the NHL. Well, they're the glue that keeps this whole thing together. And I think you saw when Brodeen missed those two games in back-to-back fashion, just what a difference it makes to have 25 on the ice. Jared Spurgeon, to me, is, is um, if you look at you know hockey players in the National Hockey League that play defense and you realize the average forward is 6'2", 200-plus pounds, and you see how effective he is, and let's be honest, a generous 5'9 in your program. And he battles his butt off every single night, leads the team in block shots, moves people in front of the net, effective with his stick. And then you know, again, Jake Middleton, when, when Billy Guerin made that move last year, we had seen this guy in San Jose. And this is exactly what the Wild needed. Because when you've got speed-laden guys like Brodeen, Spurgeon, Dumba, you got to have some beef. And John Merrill's a big part of that, but now so is Jake Middleton. And, man, you want to talk about a guy that is absolutely adored in that locker room, it's Jake Middleton. He is just that big, rugged guy that keeps the room light and plays such an important role for this Minnesota Wild team. We're going to talk about Marcus Foligno as we uh, move on. Obviously a tough situation for him tonight, but I wanted to talk about Philip Gustafson, who just continues to have an unbelievable season, and he had a fantastic game again here tonight. I wonder if him getting kind of rattled at the end of overtime took him out of rhythm for the shootout or or what happened there because it just it seemed like he was nails the whole game, and I get the shootout is different, but just seemed like the Panthers had a little more success in the shootout than they did the rest of the game. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I thought about that when I was walking to my car here right after the, the game. And, you know, he's a pretty calm guy. Dean Everson's talked about his demeanor and how that really, I think, affects the team and in a positive way. He got run, and it wasn't all the, the Florida Panthers guy. It was Jared Spurgeon trying to protect the net and the weak side. The horn went off. It was really an awkward play, but he did seem a little rattled. What was atypical of Gustafson in the shootout is he went for the poke check not once, but twice, and he's normally a guy that plays more back and, and just trusts his movement in the net because he's so solid. He's a big guy, and he went for the poke check. And so I'm certain that they'll, um, with, with the goaltending coach, Freddie Shabbat, take a look at that and make some adjustments. But uh, he did look a little out of sorts right there, but I'm telling you, 
the, the, the couple of players, and I'll, I'll use Barkov as the example, very, very hard read for a goaltender on both those moves. Yeah, those guys are just so good um, in those situations. So it's it's one of those things you just got to tip your cap. But um, another tough one coming up on Wednesday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Marcus Foligno as we continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast after a word from our sponsor, which for tonight is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. That is the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, this is the perfect time to get going because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and all sorts of other fun activities as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Locked On. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, scary situation for Marcus Foligno. He went to block a shot. It looked like he got the non-padded portion of the knee, so I'm sure it smarts. But not putting any weight on that knee as he went to the room, that obviously is a very scary situation for the Minnesota Wild. Well, you knew when Marcus didn't get up right away and really couldn't get up that it was far worse than anybody anticipated. And then he came back and got worked on the tunnel for a few minutes. And then that's kind of the break point for these injuries is, okay, is he going to be able to go back to the bench or are we going to take him to the back and have the docs take a look at him? And that's what they did. So it sounds like he'll be reevaluated tomorrow. The Wild are scheduled to practice at Tria Rink at, at 1030. And you hope that it's nothing too serious because aside from the huge role he plays off the ice, is one of the real leaders of this hockey team. You think about that penalty kill, you think about that physical grinding game against an arch rival like Colorado, you're going to want him on the ice. And so very, very uh, important next 24 hours to get some good news on Marcus Foligno. Typical of him, though, he's out there trying to block a shot, doing whatever he can to get in front of it. And it was kind of awkward because he kind of stretched out to do it, and that put him in a vulnerable position. As you mentioned, um, a lot of guys really getting in the line of fire here tonight. Jake Middleton took one off the toe. One of the linesmen took one off the back. And uh, just just one of those physical games that you see. And so hopefully Felino's all right. If he's not able to go, the Wild have Sam Steele, who was uh, scratched in this one. And so you'd imagine he would be able to slot in. But we've seen Mason Shaw get an opportunity the last couple of games. And uh, he brings that physical presence, too. I'll tell you one thing, Dean Evison loves Mason Shaw, and the reason he loves him and the reason any coach would love him is whether he's in the lineup or out of the lineup, he's got a great attitude. He busts his butt every single day, and when he gets out there, he can fly. Like, Mason Shaw is an effective player, and he's got some sneaky, sneaky skill to him. And you saw him tonight playing with Connor Dewar. They nearly had a shorthanded chance once. Uh, he's good with the puck. He works hard. He uses his speed. Um you know, we talked to Dean Evison this morning after his uh, media availability, and we just had a little private conversation with the broadcasters. And he said, if he keeps playing like this, it's going to be hard to take him out. And he was being real candid. And so good for Mason Shaw. I love the kid. He's got a great attitude. 
and uh, it's an asset right now because there's a competition to get in that lineup. So we'll see how it ends up uh, in the next uh, day or two with Marcus Foligno, but that competition I think will bring out the best in all these players. Most definitely. Uh, the Avalanche coming to town next up on Wednesday. We know about Colorado this year. They have weathered injuries themselves. From the sounds of it, they will be without Kale McCarr for Wednesday's game, which is a huge loss for the Avs, but they're still plenty dangerous even without him. They are, and it's a significant loss to their lineup if that's the case. But for Minnesota Wild fans, you got to trust what you saw these last two games. It, it felt like playoff games. It, it felt like desperate teams on the ice. That's not going to change because Colorado off that slow start and maybe a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover is in the same neighborhood the Wild are right now, battling just to get in the playoffs. It's probably going to be that way here in the final 29 games of the season. The best news I saw was the schedule makers. So we just had a cup rematch over the weekend where, you know, Tampa lost to Colorado in the Stanley Cup and Colorado went into Tampa and Tampa worked them. I think the final was 5 nothing. Colorado is going to be looking for some payback. And guess what? They played tomorrow night in Denver. So it's going to be an emotional game. It's going to be a Stanley Cup rematch part two. And that means the Avalanche are going to get in here about 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning, second of a back-to-back after that emotional game. The one break that Colorado got is puck drop's not going to be till close to 8.45, so they can rest up all day. But you'll take anything you can get with the schedule makers because the Wild have been on the other side of that back-to-back like they were after that Dallas game. So we'll take that matchup. I think the Wild are going to fire a bullet. I think they're going to play a strong, strong defensive game, but we'll certainly hope for some good news tomorrow on uh, the Marcus Foligno front. Well, and even with all of that into account, the Wild have played pretty good against the Avalanche by and large over the last few years. I know early on in the season that one got away from the Wild, but even when they weren't at their best, they have played Colorado tough, and Wednesday's going to be no exception. It seems to bring out the best in the Wild because not only are they an arch rival, there's playoff history there, but they're the Stanley Cup champs, and the Wild have respect for that hockey team but also use these games as a measuring stick. And then what gets magnified now is where we are in the standings. And it just doesn't feel like all these teams are going to get in there. You look at Colorado, Calgary, Minnesota, Nashville, something's got to give. And so when you get the chance to play these teams and they're going to see both Nashville and Colorado on this homestand, those points in regulation are huge. If you can get them and on home ice, you better get them if you want to be a playoff team. So it's the newest, biggest game of the year. We're into the final couple months of the season. They're going to feel like playoff games. You mentioned it. They're going to be physical. Guys are going to be laying out, blocking shots, playing through pain. It's such a fun time to be a hockey fan. It really is, and uh, it's going to come all the way down to the wire, so we look forward to the next chapter in the gotta-have-it game for the Minnesota Wild (laughs) on Wednesday against the Avs. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. Uh, Enjoy the game, and we'll uh, continue these Locked on Wild postcasts all throughout the rest of the season, so fans, make sure you tune in as we uh, gear up for what should be an exciting finish to the year for the Wild. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you're following Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Catch our new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.